The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Heather McMahon. I'm an actress, comedian, living at home with my mother. On the Absolutely Not podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll probably prank phone call our ex-boyfriends because honestly, they were the worst. The thing that makes our podcast different is I get to hear it directly from you. You can always pick up the phone and catch us on the Absolutely Not line. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a message, but of course, only if it's a nice one. Tune in to the Absolutely Not podcast, and I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I am so excited for this episode because I feel like it is long overdue and it is with my business partner and co-founder of Summer Fridays, Lauren Ireland. So in this episode, I wanted you to get to know Lauren a little bit better. So in this episode specifically, it'll be a background on Lauren, where she started in her career, what led her to becoming an influencer and us starting the business together. And then we'll do a separate episode where we talk about all things Summer Fridays. And speaking of Summer Fridays, it is a great day because Jetlag Mask is finally back. So it is back now with a slight reformulation and it is just as nourishing and hydrating as you love with new skin soothing ingredients. So in the upgraded Jetlag Mask, you're going to find niacinamide, glycerin, and hyaluronic acid. And we also removed all the fragrance, including essential oils. We also added in some new skin soothing and calming ingredients, including vitamin B5, chamomile, and comfrey. So we hope you are just excited as we are for this jet lag mask upgrade and it is available now at summerfridays.com and Sephora. Now let's hear from Lauren. It's so funny to be recording a podcast with you. I know I always feel like we're on the same side together. This is very weird. This is very weird. This is also the first podcast that I've recorded with somebody in person since I launched my podcast. You're my very first. Wow. I I feel so honored. I know. Well, I'm so excited for this episode because I feel like people know us together, but I want them to know a little bit more about you behind the scenes, everything pre-Summer Fridays. Okay, so let's go back. Tell me about where you were raised, where you grew up before you moved to California. Oh, I love you interviewing me. <laughs> I grew up in Michigan with my mom and my siblings. I was born and raised there. And I split my time between Michigan and California. And then I went to college in Indiana, where I actually met my husband. I met him when I was 19. So we've been together forever. And how did you guys meet? Oh, you... <laughs> You know, this embarrassing story about playing beer pong. And you're the least beer pong type of girl. I know, but I'm surprisingly really good at beer pong. And I feel like this is a fun fact that people would not expect from me. But I, I mean, I never even was used to play it, but I randomly saw him playing beer pong. So I decided that I would join because I thought it was cute. And that's when I was 19. And then we started dating and we've been together ever since, which is kind Married of wild. and two kids later. I know. And now we have two babies. We have a four-year-old, Evan, and then Ella, my four-month-old. And I mean, it's crazy to think that we met that long ago. But that was, yeah, all started at Indiana University. And then I actually moved to Missouri for a while, for about four years. And I was in the middle of Missouri working as a news anchor which you have such a news anchor voice still, which there was like this TikTok going around, this like viral TikTok where people were doing things in their news anchor voice. And Lauren missed the boat on the trend. I'm so upset I missed this trend. It's because Ella was a newborn then and my mind could not even think about doing a TikTok. But I feel like that trend was made for me. I'm going to bring it back. Yeah, you have to bring it back. Yeah. Okay, so you moved to Missouri because you were working as a news anchor. So you always knew you wanted to pursue this career path. 
I did. I mean, I wanted to be Oprah. I know you wanted to be Oprah too, which is one of the things we bond over. And I could go to Missouri and be on air. And that is really rare when you are just starting out broadcasting. Oftentimes you can't start on air in a place. And I knew that I could go to Missouri, take this first job. And I started reporting. I was going to like these places in the middle of nowhere, reporting on all kinds of crime and hard news and all kinds of things and just trying to kind of hone in on what I loved. But then I wound up becoming the morning news anchor there and did that for a few years and actually really loved it. So we both believe like along the way, all the jobs that you have, you learned something. So what is something you feel like you learned from that job that still applies to your life today? So much. That first job, honestly, I think has had the biggest significance on my career as a whole, even though it's so different from what I do. It taught me so much about work ethic, about going after something that you really believe in, that you're so passionate about. But the getting to that goal is not always as dreamy as I think it looks on the outside. I used to go into that job at 1 a.m. every day. I worked 1 a.m. to 11 a.m. And, you know, I kind of just grinded it out. But I really did love connecting with the community there. Um, and it just taught me so much about sacrifices that are good sacrifices that end up giving it gave me so much purpose and it had really good results. And I'm, it taught me a lot about that. And I feel like both, like, even though we both had our, what we thought our dream jobs were before, I feel like things can evolve and change so much. So maybe the first thing maybe doesn't end up being your dream job and then it evolves over time. And also, how do you even know at 20 something that you know what you're going to do for the rest of your life? You don't know. I love that you brought that up because we always talk about this. I feel like you and I together and there's so much that changes. And I think we tend to put all of this pressure on ourselves, especially in our early 20s when we're just starting out our careers, that everything we do has to align to get to this one specific point. And it doesn't. I always say love the process over the plan because nothing ever goes according to plan. And I think when you can really fall in love with the process along the way and appreciate every step, you end up loving your journey so much more than sort of this ultimate goal. And that's really what it's about is sort of the journey on the way there. And life changes so much. I could have never imagined the career that we do now. It's so crazy because I feel like even like each year changes so much for us. And then thinking back to like, so it's 2021 now. We started working on Summer Fridays in 2016, but it's five years. I can't believe that five years have passed since we came up with this idea. It's wild. And even when people talk about how we started it or how we grew it, even if someone were, you know, if we were to start this company tomorrow versus when we did it, we would have to do things completely differently because things are changing so much. But I think when you have an openness to receive opportunities, they come to you. Yeah. And I think like for us, we didn't let fear hold us back. And I feel like that's like with a lot of things with career things, like you could have been scared to move to Missouri, but you went for it anyway. And you went and lived in this yeah. place. And then same with like starting a business or starting, you know, to be an influencer. So let me, okay. So then you're in Missouri, then you came to Los Angeles. So you moved to Los Angeles. How do you feel like living in Los Angeles now either inspires you or gives you creativity or like motivates you in your life in some way? I feel very creative here. And I also love the energy of everyone who is around me. I feel like everyone, you know, there's all of these big dreams. I mean, there's a reason they, they call it the place of dreams, but I just feel so inspired by the group of people that I'm around. And I feel like I can dream the biggest dreams and 
no one thinks it's silly and they think they're actually possible. And when I used to say, I want to be Oprah, I felt like people actually believed I could do it here. And while our dream paths changed, I feel like with Summer Fridays, we can have the biggest dreams and they're validated. They, they actually are achievable. And that was really important to me when I made the move. Yeah, I definitely think so. And we have such a great like network of friends and supporters and people who believe in our dreams who are around us. And I feel like every time we go to an event or lunch or we meet up with friends, we are so inspired by like the people that we're around, whether it's building a physical space or a tangible good or an app or platform. We're like, oh my gosh, we're so happy for them. And like everyone around us is doing such great things. It's really important to surround yourself with a group of people who really believe in what you're doing. And even if you don't know what you're doing yet, they believe that you'll figure it out in the best way. Taking a break to tell you about a brand that I love, and that is Array. Maybe you heard the founders on my podcast a few episodes ago, and I love their products. So they have two that I really like, the Blow and Calm supplements. I would definitely listen to the founders to learn a little bit more about the brand, but Array was created to help women feel their best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. So they have two different products and Array's products actually work in under an hour so you can really feel the results. And these were two problems that they found that their girlfriends were always talking about, which were either being bloated or having anxiety. So bloat and comp supplements is what they created. And it's something that doctors often see with their female patients. So the thing about anxiety and bloating is they're in this viral loop. So being anxious sends your body into fight or flight mode causing digestion to slow down. And on the flip side, feeling digestive discomfort causes a lot of anxiety. So these products holistically target both issues. I love the bloat capsules because they are so versatile and they can be taken anytime. So whether you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier like pizza, it really optimizes digestion with the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes, and it's completely laxative-free. After seeing a friend post about them on Instagram, I ordered them and tried them, and they actually really work, which is why I'm so happy to be able to share them with you. And so if you want to try them, you can get $5 off on Array.com if you use the code Mariana. That's A-R-R-A-E.com and use my code Mariana for $5 off. Now let's get back to the episode. So you were working as a news anchor. You came to Los Angeles and then you decided to start a blog. I know, which this was, this was early. This was very early. This was early blog days. When I told my family I was starting a blog, they thought you are leaving a career in broadcasting that you just went to college for. You worked for years in Missouri for being a news anchor. I mean, and then why I, there was a lot of questions around why I would leave that to start a blog but I could feel everything shifting significantly. I definitely had no idea it was going to become what it has and how it's even, you know, obviously evolved from then. Um, but I I had an idea that things, things were definitely shifting. And I felt like with a blog, I could do a lot of the same things that I loved in broadcasting, which was, com- you know, communicating with people closely, creating a close relationship with them, but really do it in a way that felt more personal to me. And I liked also having control over what I was sharing and how I was sharing it. I also feel like with you too, the things that you're passionate about, which is writing, which is like the journalism part of things, you got to do that now on a blog on your own platform and then now on Instagram. And so I'm sure you guys follow Lauren on Instagram, but she has the most beautifully written captions or like anything we have to do that's like written out for Summer Friday. That's like Lauren is the one to do this because she has like the most perfect grammar. She says things in like a great way. So it's like, even though your career shifted and changed over time, it was still the things that you were passionate about just in a different platform now. 100%. It's all, it's what I love the most, but I'm able to do it now in a way that's so 
specific and tailored to what I love and what a gift that is to be able to just really, truly love, you know, every aspect of, of the writing or creating copy for something and connecting with both our Summer Fridays community and also my individual community. It's really special. And so let's say for your job as an influencer, what skills do you think are important for somebody to have if they want to pursue this career path? I, you know, people always talk about authenticity. So I know, I know it's a very overused word, but I do think, I mean, for me personally, it it took me some time to figure out how to be authentically myself digitally. I knew that I, I, that was always my intention, but sometimes that can take a little bit of time to figure out how to best authentically share yourself. I think now there are so many different ways for you to do that and different ways for you to personally shine dependent on, on your personality type. So some people, you know, I'm loving seeing all of these rising stars on TikTok for that reason, or whether it's through Instagram reels or it's through Instagram photos or whatever it may be that feels most personal to you. But I felt like, and and especially when I became a mom, actually, I suddenly felt like my content, it felt so much more personal to me, so much more genuine, so much more authentic. And I just started sharing truly how I felt in my role as a mom. And then that evolved into my role as a mom and a business owner. And now a mom of two and, and sort of this like, you know, up in like the highs and the lows of that. And I think when you can determine something that feels just so genuine that you want to talk about it and share about it all the time, I think that's one of the the biggest things. It was, it reminds me of the dinner that we had in New York and we sat down. This was like pre even talking about summer Friday. So this is like long before I think we even had the, an idea for a business. And we sat down, we ordered all of this food. We had this like tiny table. There was enough, there wasn't enough room on the table for all the plates that we had. We were at Soho House in New York. I remember. And we sat down and we're like, let's figure out your content. And we figured out like content pillars, Like, what do you want to get from your page? And we really had to sit down and think about it, just like you would come up with a business plan or something. If you want to pursue being an influencer as a career, I feel like you need to sit down and come up with like a game plan. Like some people, it works for them to just passively post, but for other people, they really need to have like content guidelines. What do I want to post? What do I want people to get from me? What is my tone of voice? Just like you would think of a brand. And I feel like there's so many good like Pinterest things, like little like things that you can save of like brand voice, brand DNA that you can just apply to your own like Instagram feed. One million percent. It also creates really healthy boundaries for yourself and for your life. And everyone's looks different. And I think that's the other thing we tend to, and you know, I have to remind myself still of this. You tend to kind of look at so much content and you wonder, do I need do I need to tweak my content? Do I need to make changes? And of course, you're always reevaluating. But I think going back to the pillars that you're really most passionate about, and even for me personally, writing was one of those big pillars that we I remember we talked about extensively. And for me, the writing portion of it was really really important. And I started writing these longer form captions that are not necessarily trendy or, you know, maybe not always the coolest, but to me, they're the, they're the most personal. And I feel like that's a, a big part of how I built my community that I have now. I love the one that you just shared recently too, about like, you have to take care of yourself because when you are your best, you are better in all the other roles in your life. That was a tough lesson for me to learn. And it took me Oh, it took me many tears, many, many emotional breakdowns to learn, as you know, because I call you when I'm having those. And I know that if I am, if I take care of me in the best way possible, I am so much better for my family. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife, I'm a better business partner, I'm a better boss. I'm a better leader, all of it. And I think 
it takes some time to learn that. And it, it, it takes, you know, I think, unfortunately, sometimes it takes these sort of emotional kind of breakdowns to say, you know what, this is not sustainable. And so, and, and that's kind of with anything, with our business, with motherhood, with all of it, there are things that sometimes we go into overdrive and we just, we go, 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 but that's not sustainable long-term. And I've really had to, to learn that so that I can do this for, you know, much, much longer than just a month at a time, two months at a time. I feel like we both have been pretty vocal about like whether it's in business or in personal life, like it takes a village and we would not be able to do all the things that are possible with our business without our amazing team. And then in personal life, there's no way like to deal with all the things without having the people there to help support you. Yes. And I try to be really transparent about that too, always with my community, because it's not like I am running our business and parenting my two kids and getting my son to preschool and launching products and doing all of this in a day without a village of people. So yes, our summer Fridays team is remarkable. And then I have my at-home village between my caretakers, my family who's here and they're incredibly helpful. And my husband who is like, you know, he really, he's the best. And he tag teams everything with me so we can be really present for our family. And he really supports me. He really gets it. He never questions the hours or our dream because we really, you know, we have such a clear vision of what we want. And I think that's so important. And it's, you know, you don't always see the village and Instagram stories and Instagram posts. So it's important to talk about because I can't do any of it alone. taking a break for a moment to tell you about Ritual, which you guys have probably seen me post on my Instagram. Lauren and I actually both use them because we really deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. So what you won't find in here are sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, it has a really delicious fresh taste and delayed-release capsule, and it's designed to make taking your vitamins really easy. I started taking Ritual because I saw so many of my friends using them. I love them as a really easy way to add a multivitamin into my daily routine. But what I love is that it's really designed with your life stage in mind. So if you're women, men, teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. And I love that it makes healthy habits really easy. So your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Okay, so if you want to make Ritual a part of your daily routine and start taking a multivitamin, get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Mariana to start your Ritual today. That's ritual.com slash M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A to get 10% off your first three months. So now that you know a little bit more about Ritual, I hope you guys love it. And now let's get back to the episode. For the people who are new moms and they're trying to balance like work and family, are there any things that you found that have been really helpful for you to try to like have that boundary of both? I think two things. One, it's important to remember that everyone's cup looks different. So some people are capable of of squeezing a lot more in a day than what might like personally exhaust me. So I think it, it is understanding that every everyone's boundaries and what everyone can do feasibly looks different. And 
one sort of ha- one big hack that I've actually started implementing from you that you gave me is to really organize my week by day, which has been really helpful. And, you know, by having specific days of the week that are really meetings focused, certain days that are more call or Zoom focused, then I have you know, Fridays, I try to make a more personal day. Obviously, we still have business work to do, but it's, I try to do like the kids' doctor's appointments on that day, my personal appointments. And then I also make time in my calendar for fun things to do with my kids. Right now, mostly with my son because he's four and he, you know, wants special one-on-one time with me. And so I'll literally put in my calendar, like I'm going to go have a coffee date with Evan and putting it in the calendar as almost in the same way that you would a meeting to, to make sure that you're getting this like one-on-one quality time. And how do you schedule out that time for yourself too during the day? I'm still learning that. (laughs) But same thing, I'll put it, I literally have such a detailed calendar now where I know that, you know, a certain time is my workout time. And it's it's in the calendar. And even like my husband knows, like 10 to 11, okay, she's going for a run then and that's my time. And I put my headphones in and I and that I know that's when I'm doing those specific things. I am still in this phase of of nursing right now. So it's a bit different than kind of the groove I had gotten in with just Evan. Um, and it's not a perfect science because life with kids, life happens and, you know, you make one plan and then something changes. But I think it's just understanding what you need and not being afraid to ask for help. I think that was something that you struggled with too, is that everyone thought like, oh, Lauren's back to work. She's, she's like dressed up. She's doing all these things. She must be fine. But you weren't and you had to like vocalize it for yourself and you were getting frustrated because I feel like you weren't telling other people like, no, no, I'm still like freshly just had this baby. I know. No, you forget. I I went into overdrive really fast and then I I couldn't do it. I and then I felt I felt defeated and I felt sad and I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm how do I get used to this new schedule of now having two kids and coming back to my business. And I just realized I had to kind of I had to step back and relook at my priorities, how I was dividing my day and, and talk about it. Like you said, cause if you don't talk about it, no one can help you. And we are not superheroes. I know that I know we like to say that moms are, are super women, but we're not, and we need help and we need to feel supported by our partner, by our families, by people who work with us, you know, and that's why I love you so much because you're always so, so, you know, you really like, you always have my back and you help me think of creative solutions and you have to, but you have to talk about it. Cause if I don't tell you, or if I don't tell the people closest to me, there's no way for them to help me. And I think that's such a thing for moms. We like to think that we can do it all and handle it all. And none of us can, especially not forever. Yeah, definitely. And then in the past year, it's obviously been like such a challenging year for so many of us. What do you feel like you've learned or taken away from the last year? Oh, the past year has taught me so much about being present and I needed that. I think I had gotten into a groove of going, 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 going. I wasn't celebrating the little wins. I wasn't celebrating the big wins. And it's something we've also worked on together, but it taught me so much about being present with my family, with myself. And it also, you know, I think for a lot of us, because we were home and we had a lot of time with ourselves that we don't normally have, it kind of pushed me to think about things that I didn't want to think about. Whether, you know, they were they were goals that I had for myself or if it was something that really wasn't going right in my life, but I just wanted to 
cover it up and deal with it later. And it forced me to deal with it. And I hope that even now that we're going back into regular life, I hope that I don't put things off anymore. And I think, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's what it taught us. And you talked about goals. So like, how often are you setting personal goals for yourself? I do it pretty often. I actually, at the start of each week, I have even short-term goals list that I do, but I would say big long-term goals every six months. I kind of look at it. I evaluate and goals can change. And I think that's the other thing, kind of going back to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation, you know, I have, I still have goals lists written down from right after college. And obviously like my big dream that I wanted then doesn't look the same as it does now. And sometimes I think what happens is we become so attached to this singular dream and we do anything to reach it. And then that's why it can feel so disappointing if that exact dream doesn't work out. And that's why I always say, you know, loving the process over the plan and then also always being open to change your mind. And we're oftentimes really afraid to change our mind and that's okay. Life is, I like to say life is long because I think we can be so many versions of ourselves in our one life. And there's something really incredible about that. So speaking of life is long, how do you feel like your 20s are different than your 30s or 30s are different than 20s? I feel a lot more sure of myself in my 30s and I feel much more okay with knowing nothing. And I think in my 20s, I kept trying to figure out everything. And I wanted to be an expert in all things from my personal life to my work life. And I wanted to feel like everything I was doing was like bringing me one step closer to my goal. And in my thirties, I've, I'm much more patient and much more open that in knowing that everything I do is leading to something bigger and better. And I may not always know what that is, but I feel much more sure of that. And I much calmer. Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like thirties are way better than twenties. Way better. And why do we like, do we need to scream this off the rooftops? Why don't people know this? <laughs> I feel like you, these, the expectations of your twenties are like, oh, it's supposed to be this. Like you're supposed to get married and have kids and do all of these things by 30. And then like these, these ages start coming and you're like, oh wait, like I'm 30 and I'm still trying to figure it out. Well now I'm like, I'll be 35 this year. I can't believe that. Well, I think too, it's, we, I don't know. We tend to compare ourselves, I think more in our twenties and in all of that and looking at what stage of life my friend is in and what, you know, are they married? They have kids. What career are they doing? Oh my goodness. They traveled the world. I want to travel the world. All these things that you see and you think that you need to be doing. And, you know, we were just talking about this, that, you know, you want things to also look forward to. It's okay. If the, all the most amazing things in your life don't happen in your 20s. I don't want to have peaked in my 20s. I want no. I want more great days to come. I want to create all kinds of magic forever. And so it's okay that things take some time. And I think it's a positive. If we do everything we want to do in a decade, you know, in that single decade, it's what, what do we have to look forward to? And for people who struggle with either comparison, whether it's like in your 20s with what people are doing personally or professionally, which I feel like it's hard for us to in our influencer life. Is there any advice you could give people for dealing with comparison? It's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard. And even we all we all do it. You know, it's really hard. But I think a lot of times you can look at someone or another person's life and it's something that you think you might want, but is it really deep down at your core? Is it something I'm laughing because really it's like we've <laughs> talked about this before because there's like goals that like we've either set individually, like personally or goals that we set together. And then like a little while later, like, do we really want that thing? Or do we just want that thing? Because we saw somebody else do this thing. 
Totally. It's like, oh, maybe we didn't even actually really want that. A hundred percent. It's like you have to constantly go back to your core and say, what do I really want? Who am I? Who do I want in my life? What are the goals I want to achieve? Do I want to change my mind on those goals? All of those things. And comparison never, you know, it, it never goes away. So you have to be able to look at yourself and again, kind of go within yourself to feel sure of your path and your decisions. And, you know, no one's life looks the same and we, we make different decisions. We have different boundaries. We have different priorities. And so if we end up wasting so much time comparing ourselves, we're never really living the life that we truly want. Between like entrepreneur life, influencer life, all of that, do you feel like it's over romanticized on Instagram and on social? I think so. Yeah. Cause you can only show, I mean, you're, yeah, we know there's only so much that you could show they, Like there's no way to show all the day. And then sometimes I feel like we don't show stuff just cause we think it's boring. We're like, do people really want to just see us typing on our computer? Like it's not fun all the time. So we only want to show the fun moments, but there's a lot of like either hard times or just boring things. So much of it. And you, and again, you just don't think of sharing it. It's almost like you don't think of sharing doing your laundry. Do you know what I mean? It's like not what you're thinking of. And there's so many things, meetings that we're taking that we think, okay, well, that's just boring, you know, or, you know, so much also scheduling that even just goes into like managing <laughs> a house now with like a husband and two kids and all of the things. It's like so much of, of that, that people don't see, but is a huge part of my day-to-day life. Taking a break because you guys know that I love pictures. I love art. I have so many photos that I take of so many things and I actually want to do something tangible with them. So I have to tell you about an amazing new service called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it really easy and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever having to leave the house. So if you want to have like a beautiful gallery wall in your home office or send a gift, which this is so thoughtful, you can do anything from art prints to diplomas to the photos that are on your phone. So instead of just posting them online, you can have FrameBridge frame just about anything. Here's how it works. It is so easy. Just go to framebridge.com and upload a photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in if you have something physical that you want to frame. And then you'll preview your order online and they have dozens of frame styles and gallery wall options. You'll choose your favorite or get a free recommendation from one of their talented designers. And the experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door and all ready to hang. So instead of the hundreds you'd pay if you went to a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when you use my code Mariana. I have so many amazing memories with my family and friends and all of these photos just end up sitting on my phone. So framing these and giving these as a gift are a gift that lasts a lifetime. It is so special and so thoughtful. So get started today, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift and use my promo code Mariana to save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to framebridge.com promo code Mariana. That's framebridge.com promo code Mariana. Now let's get back to the episode. So what is your, what does your morning routine look like right now? Well, let me just tell you guys, like I'm a morning person. Lauren thrives at night, but you all, you just by choice, well, not even by choice now, by default with two kids, you have to like be a morning person. I know. Well, now my problem is that I do thrive at night. I love to work at night. As you know, when you get an email from me at one, I think I got one last night, like 1132 or something. I know. I'm like, what am I doing? I was like, why is Lauren awake? I'm like pumping and writing my emails at the same time, but I, I do. I love nighttime, but you are right by default. I mean, Evan wakes up at 610 every and morning, like ready to go Red 10 out of 10 energy. He comes in, mom, dad, mom, dad, can I put my sneakers on? I'm going outside. I'm like, wow, I got to take a deep breath. I am not a morning person, but 
I have made myself a morning person now because I have to with two kids. I would love to get to a time where I wake up before my kids right now. That's just not feasible with nursing and schedules. But my morning routine right now is that I am woken up by Evan at 6, 10 in the morning, but he's very happy and bubbly. And we get up together. I usually will have, um, I always stretch. That is one thing that I'm really consistent with in the morning. So I don't necessarily get a whole workout in right when I wake up, but I always do five to 10 minutes of stretches. And a lot of times Ev is just kind of running around me at that point, but it's time that for me, it's like a game changer for my body and for my mind and mental clarity. And then I usually go, I'll wake up Ella, I'll get a coffee. It's kind of a bit like busy mom life things in the morning in terms of getting Evan out the door, packed lunch, I get him to school and then I'll put Ella down for a nap and I get some time where I always have my workout time. And that's where I really schedule it uh, and I'll try to to wait to start kind of a lot of our calls until after nine so that I get that time to to have a workout. Okay, so that's your morning routine. What's your evening routine like? What time do the kids go to bed? Okay, yes. So kids go to bed around 7.30, which is actually great because then I get I get some evening time. Usually we have dinner together as a family. So usually by that point, I've already eaten. Both kids are down. Jake and I try to catch up on life because before that time, I don't even know if we can finish a sentence without <laughs> being interrupted. So we try to actually catch up on life. And then we do, we, we have kind of a a work period at the end of the day, usually sometimes from eight to nine, I'll try to do, I'll try to look at my email one more time. Cause I, I find that between five and seven 30, if things come in, I, I just miss them because I'm so busy with getting kind of kids down all of that. So between eight and nine, I try to look back at my email again, finalize anything. I might look at Instagram a little bit. And then I do try to put at least social media away by that point. Um, and then I'll usually like shower, kind of decompress. Maybe if I'm lucky, do like a little R&R time with R&R masks sometimes. Um, and then I hop into bed, but right now I'm pumping late at night. Ella sleeps through the night, which is great, but I have to pump at midnight every night. So I'm usually up late. Annie Lawless told us about that. She does one hour of email before bed. She holds her power hour. I don't know if she still does it, but I think her and her husband sit down. They both do one hour, just like get everything done. And I feel like you almost like sleep better knowing like you just like kind of went through these things one last time. Exactly. Cause I don't want to wake up to that. And that's the other thing as much as I would like to say, okay, I'm going to have no computer after, you know, seven o'clock. I don't want to wake up to a bunch of emails that I also know the first couple hours of the morning I'm not going to get to because I'm trying to kind of organize the house. So I love that Anna gave us that idea and that's actually what inspired it. And we do, we just, we power through it. I look at emails, I get things done and I sleep so much better. I feel like it's hard too with summer Fridays because people are waiting for us to like approve or like sign off on something before they can move forward with work. So almost like if we don't get back to them by the end of that day, they can't start their job the next morning because they're like waiting for feedback from us. So like, I feel like us being timely as, as as timely as we can be to get back to people is really important. It's super important. That efficiency is really critical. Um, okay. So I got your morning routine, your nighttime routine. I guess let's talk about our new um, one day a week of no social media. Oh, this is new and I love it. And now I'm also advising other people to do it because you gave me the best idea. And I can't believe it's taken me this many years to do it of taking one day a week off of social media. Yeah. So you know, Lauren and I have been doing social blogging, Instagramming as our jobs for so long. So because it's our career, we basically have been on it every single day since whenever we started our Instagram accounts. And at that time has only, you know, compounded over time that we spend more hours a day on the app. And we just felt like, well, 
I felt like I needed to just take a day off because like normally from a job, you would take a day off of work. So I started scheduling it on my calendar. I was flexible with the day and I'm like either Saturday or Sunday because usually I have like work stuff during the week. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick Saturday or Sunday to just have a day where I'm not on my phone. But if like there's something I'm going to on a Saturday or something on a Sunday, I'll just like be interchangeable with whatever day I want it to be. And I started putting it on my calendar and it I, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I thought I was like, oh my God, how am I going to not be on Instagram for a whole day? But then the next day you're like, oh, everything's fine. It's still here. It's just one day. I know. I I was really nervous about doing it. And then I finally just did it because you kept talking about it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I couldn't believe what a difference it made for me mentally for the rest of the week, carried over into the following week. I was able to catch up on everything the next day. Nothing went anywhere. And it was also good not only not only not sharing for, you know, obviously we, we both put so much time and, and effort and thoughtfulness into what we're sharing because, you know, that it, it is what we do. But I think also not looking at the app in general. So I wasn't, you know, there are so many times where I'll kind of be scrolling and maybe I'll, you know, everything from, oh, I want to buy that shirt to, oh, I want to create that kind of content or like, wow, I love that video. I want, I'd love to create a video like that. Or I get inspired for something for summer Fridays. I'm like, oh, that would be really cool for an ad or whatever it might be. And it, it does take, you know, your, it kind of makes your mind adrift. And so that's why I think, especially on Saturday or Sunday is really important to do that because I've noticed I'm far more present in my day-to-day with my family, far more present with myself and even my own thoughts where I can have clarity to think about what I want out of the day, the week, the month. Yeah, I love it so much. And I feel like if you want to still post stuff, just take normal pictures during the day and then you can always just upload them and post them to your stories the next day or another day. Like it'll all just still be there. Nobody even knows that you didn't do it. Like, honestly, no one has been like, Mariana, where are you? I don't even think people realize I wasn't on my phone for a day. Sometimes you just have to remind yourself that you can create your own, you can create your own social media roles, you know, in your own way of what you want to share, how you want to share it. And sometimes we just have to be reminded of that, that you, you get to decide that. Do you have any goals personally or professionally that you're working on right now that you could share with us? I, well, you know, a personal one that I actually was just talking to Jake about this week, which is really trying to be more present in the moment I'm in. And I know we all talk about that, but for me, this is a big one. And I tend to, I tend to get caught up in whatever the next thing is and whatever my next goal is and what I want long-term. And I can very easily forget to celebrate the moment, even of just the moment of, of the city we live in and the house we live in and the, the life that we have in this very moment. And a lot of the moments that I'm living right now are things that I spent years dreaming about. I, I wanted to become a mother so badly and I'm so grateful for this role. And I want to indulge in it right now in the stage that it is right now. I don't, want to think necessarily what it is in two years, five years, 10 years. I want to be in this moment, our, our careers and our business. I mean, we dreamed of, of having this company and I'm so proud of us and I'm so proud of what we've built and I want to celebrate it. And I want to celebrate it in the moment that it's in. And it doesn't mean I want to stop manifesting or dreaming or writing down the goals at all. Cause I still want to do all of that. I just want to do all of that while, you know, while I'm celebrating the the very moment that I'm in. I'm reading The Power of Now right now. And then I'm also listening to a podcast with the author and Oprah. And I know I talk, we talk about Oprah all the time. And she was like, you know, I'm someone who 
I'm trying to be present, but I also have these big goals and dreams for myself. So how do I do both? And he's like, you can, you can still dream about the future and be present in the moment all at the same time, but just don't let the dreaming about the future take you out of what is happening right now. So it's like, you can still celebrate this. Obviously they said it in a much better way, but I'm like, okay, even Oprah still struggles with this. I think such a common struggle because it's how do you find this balance? You don't want to feel like you're always wanting more or you don't want to feel like you're always wanting something different. And then at the same time, you also want to feel like the work that you're putting in both in your personal life and your professional life is going to yield something bigger. So there is kind of always this fine line between, you know, being present yet also dreaming big. Well, you just mentioned your husband and you guys just had your wedding anniversary. We did. And I feel like, you know, relationships change as you have two kids and you guys both have your own businesses now. You guys are busy. How do you maintain time for your relationship while still both growing businesses and having two kids? It's a it's a lot. I know. It's a lot. And Jake now has his own business as well. So it definitely has, I mean, we've it's definitely been a learning curve in terms of us kind of figuring out when we get our time together. I do think, you know, we are, we're really good about having constant communication. And I think that is really important at the end of every day. We, you know, we recap our day, things that are going well, things that did not go well, kind of regrouping. We, we do vacations, just the two of us when we can, not that often, but it really makes such a significant difference. And I think, you know, one thing we talk about a lot because we are, you know, like I was said earlier, we met when we were 19 and we were really different people then, you know, I think that we'll probably be really different people in five years and really different people in 10 years. And I definitely am not a relationship expert by any means, but I think we have allowed each other enough openness and enough flexibility to keep changing individually. And, I think that we know that we love each other deeply and we love each other's core deeply, but we're both going to change our mind on the careers we want, on maybe the type of house we want. I, we could change our mind on maybe what city we live in. You know, all of these things that I think naturally in anyone's life change and evolve and your your dreams change, your goals change, all of that. And you have to, at least I think from you know what we've learned is like allowing each other that flexibility to keep changing while then coming back to this core of who we are as a couple. How do you feel like you best supported Jake or Jake supported you as you guys wanted to change either career paths or starting businesses? Because it's so risky, you know, like when when a partner says, okay, I want to try this new thing. And it's like, how, okay, how do I support you? And sometimes it's scary. It's so scary. Well, especially when it's scary, especially when you have this idea of what your spouse is going to do in, in your mind. You know, you sort of create this idea of a life that you are going to live kind of centered around potentially a certain career choice and everything from hours you're working to finances, you know, to all of that. And so it can feel like a big change when you change your mind and it can feel stressful. And, you know, we definitely went through that. And I think, you know, one thing that worked for us, which everyone's story is so different, but we didn't change our mind at the exact same time, which was helpful, you know, especially in hindsight, when I look at it, when I, you know, when, when we launched summer Fridays, it was, you know, Evan was about seven, eight months old and we weren't, you know, when we had this idea and, and what it became to be, it wasn't like we planned that I was going to have this baby and start a company at the same time. It was an opportunity that arose, an idea that arose that happened to be during this time. And, you know, Jake, for that first year of our company, when we did not have a team and it was the two of us running everything, 
I mean, Jake really stepped up and he was present for our family when I couldn't be. He was so supportive. And I think a supportive partner is so important through that time. And I feel like I'm going to cry. Just I know. About it emotional, it's like, yeah. But it's like he is like such a great partner. And I feel like with whatever you want to do, whether it's like a business partner, or a life partner, whatever, having someone who supports you through all these things, through those really tough times. And like he was he like our schedule was insane. Like we were gone all the time. We we're in different countries. We had to go to New York. Like we would take a red eye just so that we could Lauren could like tuck Evan in for for bed at night, wake up in the morning, fly there, come back the next day because like Lauren didn't want to miss a bedtime or like a pickup or something. And so like I know now people see like the internet and all these things that we do, but like I saw like the sacrifices Lauren made that her family made, uh, your her husband made to get to where we are. So now it's great that we have a team and that's why we're like, we're so grateful for our team and whether it's the personal village or the work village that we have, because without them, all of this would not be possible, but it didn't come with like out some sort of sacrifice and so much support and belief from the people that we had in our life. And the people closest to me, you're literally making me very, <laughs> sorry, very emotional right now, but it's true. If you don't have that support from those who are closest to you, you can't you can't do it. And, and that's, I think that part of sort of like romanticizing it that we do in our head and it's, it's never as romantic as it looks. And I mean, I'll never forget one of our trips to Australia and I had tucked Evan in and I had my, my suitcase packed for Australia outside the door. And I remember Jake, you know, carrying it down and I was, I was crying because I was going to miss Evan and I was missing him. And I came down and he had literally this like whole dinner cooked for me because he wanted to make sure that I ate before I went on the plane. And he was like helping me pack my vitamins. And I mean, so many things that were just so thoughtful and he was so present for, for Evan. And I am just forever grateful for that period of time because I knew that our son wasn't alone. And now I want to do that. I want to be that for him too, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like now with this opportunity, like you can be so supportive with him with his company is called Off Hours. It's bourbon, whiskey. It's amazing. The branding is so good. It's, you know, even as girls, it's something that we want to drink too. And so it's like you get to be supportive for him now in this startup phase in the first year of his business. And you see all the grinding he has to do with like a small team of like making things happen with a newborn. Exactly. And I, and I get it because I just went through it and it's, you know, in order to build a company, you need that kind of support and you need the belief that, that your partner can do it, you know, and you really, really have to believe in them and and they need you to believe in them and to understand it. And it's like, no questions asked. I'm going to support you through this. And now I feel so grateful that I can do that for him in a much better way because now we have a team. So it's, it's a different season. Everything is a season of life. And that's what I always say too. Sometimes even when a stage feels really hard, it's just, it's one season. And we also love to like support him and give him ideas. (laughs) (laughs) He gets, he gets a lot of ideas from us because we obviously are obsessed with branding and building something from, you know, the ground up. So he does get, he gets lots of texts and phone calls and vision boards. (laughs) We love it. Okay. Well, I feel like this is a great first episode of us together and people got to know you a little bit more. So next time I feel like we have to do like a deep dive of like summer Fridays and all summer Fridays things. I would love to do that because people always ask us in our relationship and how we work together. And I always feel like people are, are happily surprised after we have the conversation. So I would love to do that. Amazing. Well, everyone follow Lauren. What's your Instagram? Lauren Ireland. (laughs) And find us at summerfridays.com. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. 